We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Scott, let me tell you a little bit about my weekend, all right? So Harrison was dealing with a bit of a stomach situation, which he so graciously did. He throw up on you as well. Did he throw up no, on you? No throw up, but the other end. On you? So, um, yeah, it, a little bit got on me, but like it nice. wasn't. That was just from from the cleanup. But yeah. uh, it didn't stop because he's still a toddler and will gets cabin fever if you stay inside. I'm not going to keep him inside, so I'm still doing activities with him. Right, taking him to the park, took him to a swimming lesson. Went to yeah. the pool for Gotta a get second them to time. swim early. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Helps helps the uh... four times. He's doing great, by the way, in the pool. Four times. Yeah. He had massive craps. Yeah. Outside of my home. And they're messy oh. because he's got a little bit of a stomach situation going. One of them, thankfully, was not in the pool, dangerously mm. close to being in the pool. This is very this is I can't believe you're talking about this right now. So Kemp had a birthday party on Saturday. He's turning six on Friday. Right. So we had a little birthday party with his friends uh, this past weekend. We did it at a pool uh, and there was conversation about uh, about Code Brown, Code Brown, Code Brown. We're like, what? Train the pool. Yeah. And this had happened with one of the one of the uh, other dads that we were talking and and it had happened i was talking about the fact that uh, growing up in ridgewood there's a, a the town pools graden pool which is like a, a man-made lake essentially mm-hmm. right sandy bottom goose shit everywhere it was like you never knew if you could if you could go into the bathroom in that place is it, no is one it had human? any idea. is it goose we don't know no one had any idea so it was like nothing phased me at that point um but a buddy of mine has two kids, one that's uh, Kemp's age, another one that's younger. And this, this, the younger kid is, is one of my favorite kids. That's not my own child. I, I love this kid so much. He's the man. And this thing keeps moving on me. Um, he took it. He, 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 he took a shit <laughs> uh, at, at the party, you know, going up towards like the office of the pool area, just right there outside it. Just took a, just took a, just took a shit. Pulled his, pulled his pants down. Yeah, it, like he, like you know, like wiggled it out, and it, okay. there's a turd sitting right there on the end. I'm like, well, thankfully it didn't go in the pool. Was you it solid? Yeah. Oh yeah. A solid, a solid turd is is child's play. Yeah. Well, okay. So you've got poop situation. I had a lot of poop situations on uh-huh. my end. Combine all of those poop situations. That wasn't the biggest steaming pile of crap of the weekend because that belongs to Luis Severino for his performance on Sunday night. Yes. Just an absolute turd dumpster fire he called himself the worst pitcher in baseball after the game and i think that's fairly accurate for how he has pitched pretty much since coming back from injury aside from the first one or two starts that looked all right yeah and can we talk about the accountability things we've been talking about that a lot and when you need it and and how much it it matters to people and 
in his in his case, calling himself the worst pitcher in baseball, while very accurate, um, also accountable. You know, some would say, some would say that's that's accountable. But you know right. what? There's also there's also a limit. <laughs> there's also a limit to the accountability when you're saying it every single time. We're like, yeah, yeah, we know, we know, and I'm glad you know. If you don't know, you're you're looking at something very different. But how about we fix it? How about at this point, now that it's been long enough, that we fix it and 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 not just continue to say, yeah, I suck, I suck, I'm a I'm a bad pitcher. Like, okay, yes, great, we heard that, we all know, everybody knows now. We're, we're you're accountable, we got it. Now just fix the shit and pitch better because we know that you have the ability to pitch much much uh, better than this at a higher level, and it's not happening. So figure out why and fix it. What is going on with your camera? It's just got a mind of its own. It's moving. If, if you guys are watching on YouTube, you can see Scott's camera is just going to the yeah, left. I think I might have fixed it just now. Back into the left. I'm every, trying to, every time uh, you speak, as I'm talking, every time you move. This is me uh, doing double duty here. As I'm talking, I'm pulling up the settings for the camera to try to freeze the mm. damn thing so it's not moving. All right. Well, yes. Uh, Luis Severino's ERA is up to seven and a half, which I think does qualify you for maybe being the worst pitcher in baseball. And you're absolutely right. At a certain point, whether it's Severino, whether it's Rizzo, Stanton, the offense, Boone, Carlos Rodon, you, you you take accountability and that is a good thing. But if nothing ever changes, then fine. Then you just suck. And And what are we doing here? So I guess the accountability is good, but I don't see signs of Severino getting better. And he's not the number one problem on this team, right? They, they The offense struck out 18 times on on Sunday night and then with judge back in the lineup looked great on on Saturday obviously but Friday no runs against uh he hit the I ball hard want... he hit the ball hard a couple of times too even that first no ju no judge him. judge com comes back it is immediately back in peak yeah. judge form I mean right. he's just a freak he just the talent discrepancy between Aaron judge and the rest of the people on this roster is alarming if he can just be dropped back into a lineup after taking sim games against Jonathan Loisega and just boom, be ready. Pitch recognition, walking, hitting line drives, hitting home runs. I mean, it's it's not even comparable, it, the level as he is on the rest of the lineup. You know what's interesting is that he brought up a, a really good point, actually, one that I hadn't thought of, you know, in a long time or if ever. I don't remember thinking about this. But he was specifically – Meredith asked him about his rehab and, and asked him if he was if he was ready and if he would have been more ready to, you know, if he had gone on a rehab assignment. And he talked about how he went to Tampa and essentially got all the things that he needed to. They were able to simulate all of the things that you would get in a rehab game. And he's like, you know, sometimes you go to rehab in Scranton or or Somerset or wherever – and you might be standing in the outfield, not get a ball for an entire day. Or if you're at, at the plate, you may not get a, a, a pitch to hit. And, and you're not actually getting the, the amount of at-bats or the amount of looks that you need to to get ready for a major league game. So the fact that they're able to sim something like that and, and really give them the opportunity to get all the things that they need to, to get ready makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? It makes a hell for of a lot position more sense player. to control it. For yeah, a position well, well, player, for, for a pitcher, for, you could do it too, but you can. It's, it's a different ramp up. But for no, a position I think player, for, it makes sense. For a pitcher, I think it makes more sense to go to Scranton and, and make a start against people trying to hit you. Um, versus, it depends whereas, the situation because if your arm is in a good spot and you you're able to get your arm strength up uh, and you're able to throw sim games, if you're a depends on the situation of the team. If you're a major league pitcher and you're a good, I don't want you wasting those starts anywhere else besides the major leagues. Yeah, but I, I think it totally makes sense for a position player and especially Judge that just needs to get the reps on certain things. But fine, he comes back and looks like Aaron Judge. Grayson Rodriguez, I don't want to call him a good pitcher yet. Like, obviously, he's a top talent and he's got filthy yeah. stuff, but he has been awful this year. He was sent down to the minors a, a month and a half ago for having a, an ERA north of six. He comes back, and in his two starts before that game, he gives up six runs in 10 innings, and the Yankees can only manage five base runners. Ha three of them, three of the base runners were Aaron Judge. Two other base runners not named Aaron Judge uh, in that game. It's like, and you get shut out. So, fine. Yeah. Ju like They looked great on Saturday. Judge hits the home run, and, and you've got, you know, hit and run. Like hey, There's a hit and run. Higgy's, Higgy's getting, uh, getting a runner in from third. It's like, good things are happening. You see good things happening. But they're just surrounded by so much Bad, so many bad things. So much inconsistency. You get one game that the team clicks, but it's one out of five, maybe. And the other four games after that look terrible. 
And yeah. so I, I will say the Friday game, the Friday game watching the Orioles defense was pretty ridiculous. Actually, they, 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 they robbed probably two to three runs from the Yankees in that game. They did. They absolutely did. They were, I mean, they were talking about the the ball on Rizzo in the, was it the eighth inning, right? The, the that was the Frazier. There was a Frazier the di- play the that diving was ridiculous. Play there was a, the, there was a play at third base. There was a play, there were plays in the outfield. There were plays all over the diamond that, that were, that were. Well, you know what? That's what good teams do. Good yeah, teams they're make play, good plays. No, they're a tight, they're a, they're a tight team. They play good defense. Volpe hit the ball hard a number of times. Um, it was just at people. There were, there were, there were some good, like if I'm, if I'm Aaron Boone and I'm saying on that day, yes, there, there were uh, balls hit, but the better team won because guess what? They played defense better than you too. And, yeah, exactly. And they, That's they part of the game. It, it is yeah, part of the game. No, a guy makes a diving catch in the outfield. That's a nice play, but it's not like it's a ridiculous play. He <laughs> saved multiple runs. Sander, that that Santander, that play, and then he hits the home run to to win the game. Yeah, yeah. Like their know. defense, their so defense what are you was on point. The, the Orioles got lucky. Like on Friday no, night? I'm not saying they got lucky. I'm saying they're better. They 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 played very well. Their their defense is good too. I'm, I, I didn't know their defense was as good as it was. You know, from from what I'm playing, you have a lot of young guys out there. Their defense is tight. Very well, you know tight. what? So I was I, I had the guys pull the numbers on one run games against uh, top teams in the league, and some interesting things. So the Yankees, with that one run loss on Friday, fall to twelve and seventeen in one run games. We've talked about this a bunch. How they just can't win one run games. It's a four fourteen winning percentage. Baltimore, on the other hand, is twenty and ten in one run games. Six 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 sixty seven win percentage. Defense, elite bullpen. Clutch hitting is how you win one run games. Yeah. When then if you look at Texas, who's had one of the best seasons in the in the league so far, and it's just adding guys, adding guys, elite talent at the deadline, they're seven and fourteen in one run games. So I'm not saying one run games is the end all be all to like the measure of a good team. But if we're just looking at the Yankees compared to Baltimore in that situation, the Yankees defense does not come up clutch. The Yankees base running is not clutch. The Yankees hitting is not clutch. The Yankees pitting, pitching is not clutch. Everything is the opposite of what Baltimore showed you on Friday night and has showed you this season with a 20 and 10 record in one run games. And again, that number used to be flipped with the Yankees for such a long time because of the strength of the back of the bullpen and they were able to lock things down. Granted, now you're seeing um, you're not as strong as a back end of the bullpen. Like the, the, the bullpen's been been good, but but it, you don't have Batista in the back just sitting there waiting to shut things down uh, like you like we did with uh, you know with Chapman and with you know name name the closer that that basically played after Mariano. It was it was a it was a, it was a done deal. The Yankees don't have that, therefore they have to be able to swing the bat a little bit better to actually get these close games, and they're not doing it. So you see Baltimore. Baltimore has. They're, they're hitting the ball well, they're doing the little things, and they have you know some stability in the back of their bullpen. I'm not saying their bullpen's great because it's not, but the back of their bullpen is pretty damn good. Yeah. Yeah, and just to round out those numbers, Tampa is 15 and 19, Toronto 17 and 12, Boston 14 and 17, and Houston 14 and 13. So it's not like every team that the Yankees are chasing is so much better than them in one-run games. A couple of the teams are. But like Houston's bad and Boston is is basically um, 500 or excuse me, Boston is the same as the Yankees. Pretty much Houston is basically 500, but it just it's it's an eyesore when you see 20 and 10, a 667 win percentage in those games is it, it just that sets up Baltimore for success in the playoffs, too, if, if they're going to be playing in those types of games. So. And I'm I'm curious to see who they keep going if they if they get another uh you know big bullpen arm if they get another if they get a starting pitcher they like, need a starting are, pitcher they those are the areas pitcher. that they're that they're most likely looking at and yeah like Snell makes a lot of sense they have they have minor league depth to do what they want <laughs> with with in, they have riches in the minor leagues right now I mean shit we were talking about him before but the this kid Jackson Holiday. Matt Holiday's kids in Double A lighting it up at 19 years old, like he's moving so fast to the organization. Don't be shocked if that kid's up here at some point. You know, especially as rosters expand, would not surprise me if they get some electricity off the off the bench from him, or if he starts playing. You know, I don't know what positions he's been playing besides short, but they have they have it in in uh, you know in spades down there. Yeah, I did hear Buster only on the on the thing last night talking about Verlander as a great fit for Baltimore. And he said, I have not heard anything. This is just me, you know, speculating. I don't know. Buster doesn't usually speculate, though. Usually, maybe he's just not revealing. It's his job to speculate now. I think he has been about the Yankees in some cases, too. 
I don't know. I always you ain't took speculating. Him as a guy. You ain't you ain't on the you ain't well, on I social just, media. I just took him as a guy that even if he's speculating, maybe he's heard something like, "Oh, the Orioles would love to add Verlander or something like that." Like I don't think it's just completely out of his own brain, is what I'm saying. Well, because clearly it makes a lot of are- sense because they have they, when you look at when you look at rumors and back them up, you have to look at uh, you know the the viability of a particular trade and and the Orioles have all the pieces to make a deal like that with no issue. They really do. And the Mets are paying like the Mets are paying what are they paying half of Scherzer's contract? Twenty two million dollars, I think, went over there. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So they're going to pay half. And of he opted Orlanders. in, so but he had to opt in for that second year. Yeah. Uh, that the that the Rangers will pay right, and then. I don't know. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if they if they get rid of Verlander because Verlander's a two year deal, so he's got one more one more season. Wasn't with he the two Mets, with an right? option? You see, but, he was he basically signed the same deal that Scherzer signed just last year. Yeah, but that's uh so that's that's a tough one for for the Mets and Cohen. I think because that's essentially saying we we're, we're not serious about next year either, which doesn't make sense for what they've been doing. So I'd be no. surprised if they got rid of him, honestly, unless there was a King's ransom. Yeah. <clears throat> Cole was great on Friday. It's it's just a it with Judge coming back to the lineup and Cole having a great start. That would have been a really really good win to start. You got to win that game. You have to win that game. You have to win that game. And, and I know Rodriguez, like you said, up. has been struggling, but like he does have, you know. And I don't know if these guys are all just <laughs> if if it, it's just because we're watching a team that's bad at, at the plate. Um, but these pitchers. Do look good. I mean, the kid was dotting 100 miles per hour deep into the game. He, I mean, he looked like he yes. has everything you need. It's a matter. I can of, see why he can dominate a lineup, but he has not dominated a lineup all no, season. No, you're right. He hasn't. So, yet yeah, you're like, and and the Yankees commented after the game. I heard Boone talking about his filthy stuff, and then Cole in his post game was talking about Rodriguez's filthy stuff. It's like, yes, filthy stuff does not make a good pitcher. He has not been a good pitcher this year. And the Yankees made him look like a good pitcher. So was that Grayson Rodriguez finally finally figuring it out? Maybe. If he goes on a run and starts pitching like a number one pitcher, okay, fine. The Yankees just happened to be on the schedule when he figured it out. But he hasn't done it all season. And it's just a coincidence that it's the Yankees lineup, which seems the to woeful, be a coincidence. The woeful lineup, yeah. It's like there's a lot of coincidences this year that the Yankees lineup make a lot makes a lot of pitchers look really good. Yeah. No, it's 1,000%. A good chunk of that on the Yankees, but he did look good. <laughs> he looked he looked like he looked like that uh, a guy that's going to be there for a very long time. And you know what the could, true test would be if we could just have like a, 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 a like somehow not a sim game because that's not real enough. Just like can we test Luis Severino pitching against this Yankees lineup to see what <laughs> yeah, happens? That's not a bad idea. What yeah. co- what happens? I, I would love to. I would love to see. Well, if it's anything that's trending in the same direction as everyone else, they're going to feast off of a four-seam fastball. So if they can hit a four-seam fastball, then then they'll get to Severino. But we don't know if they can. So that's uh, that's uh, that's that's one thing that that would be a fun little experiment that will never happen. Uh, Cole did have a, a an exchange with Rortvet during the game that was caught on camera when um, he couldn't agree on pitch calling, and then he said yes, no, whatever the fuck you want. And just sort of uh, had that sort of Garrett Cole attitude, and then after the game, he didn't really speak to it. Just praised Rortvet for for his game calling and pitch selection and stuff like that. Um, I think that's probably just heat of the moment. Uh, it could have also been agitation. technology frustration with the with the pitch com. Like you don't know what's happening there either. And yeah, but it's a it's it's a new battery working together. So there's going to be some things to work out. But damn, honestly, I thought that was one of Cole's best performances yeah. all season long. I thought he was really really good and in control that entire time. So and I was worried after the two plus hour rain delay because that's it. you know how Garrett Cole isn't like that. Yeah, well they called it beforehand, right? So he didn't have to warm up. Uh, Cohen made an interesting point actually for. That, that I'm going to start looking at and for, you know, all the degenerates listening on the gambling side was uh Cone was like, yeah, that for long rain delays like that to start a game, the starting pitcher, I believe has the biggest advantage because they don't have to get ready. They get ready the same way as they would uh, before the game. But if, if the, if the rain delay is announced early, then they don't have to start getting ready. Whereas position players, they're sitting, they have to do like a whole thing, get batting practice and they're coming out cold after that. Whereas the pitcher is going to the same, uh, same uh, routine. So Oh, I bet there's some might be some good prop bets. Might be some good prop bets in those first three, four innings. Well, I bet there's some gambling websites that could tell you if the unders hit more often when there's long, long rain delays. Oh, yeah, every stat is available. Yeah, every stat. So, I mean, the only thing that would because a lot of guys have very regimented pregame routines outside of just warming up their body, like with a pregame meal or something like that. Like if you eat your pregame meal at five o'clock for a seven o'clock start, then you don't start until nine thirty. 
know, that could also affect you. It could. Yeah, it could, but you, you got to deal with it. Um, if Garrett Cole's yelling at the weather, then, you know, the sky looks pretty gnarly, uh, went from those pictures that were taken and it's the Saturday's game, you know, Logan and I were talking about this before you jumped on, you can see how you can see probably in Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone and the front office's mind. It's like, they watch a product like Saturday night and they're like, the lineup worked guys hit. Aaron judge was back and he had a positive impact on the rest of the lineup and, and the offense scored runs. They are probably questioning why is that not happening on a more consistent basis? I'm not saying that's an excuse for not making moves or not changing things, but that is the inherent frustrating thing about this team is they should be better. And they're just not, I'm not, I've kind of almost given up hope that they're going to be consistent because it's been too long of inconsistency, but you see something like Saturday night, or you see something like last week against Kansas city when Rizzo had a four hit day. I know you waved your arm like it's Kansas city, but fine. It is anybody, but they didn't hit anybody. They didn't hit anybody. And then Rizzo finally gets four hits. And then there's interesting numbers. You dropped in on Rizzo other than that four hit game. 17, I think. That's the only game he's ever got. He got hits. That's what I'm saying. You erased that, that Royals game from Rizzo's, you know, uh, game log and Chris Kirshner dropped on Twitter since May 21st. Rizzo has been the worst qualified hitter in all of major league baseball with a 53 WRC plus. He's got to be, there's an injury there. He's not that guy. That's the, that's what I'm saying here. So like, how have they let this go on? If there truly was an injury, because this is what you always say to me with like the DJ LeMahieu thing, right? Because on the surface, I would agree with you. Neck got banged up in that Tatis play. Then something happened and something doesn't feel right. <clears throat> if there's truly an injury, it's not like they haven't had other people to play first base over the past two months. If he, if he's feeling not at any percent less than a hundred and he's telling them, put him on the IL for 15, for 10 days, 15 days, just for like a mental break. Cause this guy can't go 0 for five with five strikeouts every single night. You can't just keep putting that in the lineup if you're truly not healthy. If you're a serious contender for what what the Yankees are trying to do as well, look what the Angels just did. The, the Angels just got uh, Grichik and and CJ Crone. These are two guys that could could help the Yankees right now. And CJ Crone's a first baseman, and you, you're saying, oh, we don't need a first baseman. We have Anthony Rizzo. Well, Anthony Rizzo has been, as you just said, Kirshner uh, tweeted this out yesterday, and I screenshotted it in our chat. The worst qualified hitter since May 21st. That's a very long period of time. That's a very it's two months of two months plus of of tape and of 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 gameplay. So you're going a month in, which is you know beginning of of the trade uh, window, right? Like end of June, early July. You got a CJ, a guy like CJ Crone. Rockies aren't doing anything. Probably don't have to pay that much to get him. Why not look at that for depth, at least to 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 get you know some rest, like you're saying, to solidify that that position. Um, you you know that he can hit offensive wise. That's a good thing. Grichik is also he's a he's a he's not a star, but he's a guy that could go into left field and play every single day and probably improve this team. No, not probably. He would improve this team. And when you see when you see guys like that who are who are like mid mid guys that don't take a lot to get them, but they actually would improve the roster and improve the depth. Especially knowing that DJ, you know, can play other positions. You don't need to get him in at first. Like he's he's the backup in every position. Eliminate one of them. Get a backup first baseman or get a guy that you can platoon with. It's just they're, they're the foresight on any of these these moves are just not there. And they're just waiting. And they're waiting just waiting for the guys waiting, to to fix and themselves and be better. And the problem with that is it's not happening. And the trade deadline is a little over than twenty four hours away as we're recording this. So and a lot of guys are going. There's a lot the less table. teams that are selling from when we did our exactly GM. more There's people. Teams. More teams are in the hunt that are not willing to sell. They're just going to wait it out and see if they can. And I guess that's what the Yankees are doing as well. No one's. I don't think you're saying this that CJ Crone and Randall Grichik is going to suddenly make the Yankees a a serious playoff caliber team. But what it could do is it could bide you time for hopefully Rizzo to get healthy, DJ to start hitting better and being more consistent Stanton to, to hit better judge who's back now, but could have bided you some time for judge to get back in the lineup where you're not getting swept by Anaheim and you're not losing two out of three to, to Colorado and things like that. You're just falling farther and farther behind. And the, and the unfortunate thing is they're only three and a half out of the, the wild card. They're in last place, but they're three and a half out. So they're in the hunt and they're probably going to hover around that thing 
for the month of August. But like, eventually, time there's gonna five run teams out. there though. The three and a half is 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 a different story when you see how many teams are in that mix. Especially when you look at you know the Angels being one of them who are completely reloading at this point. Uh, you you got the you got you know some of these other Texas or, or Houston are in a wild card right now, depending on who's going to take that division. Like there's there are teams. Everybody in front of you in the AL East, literally, is is ahead of you in the in the wild card. So it's That's right. There's a there's it's three a lot and a half, of but it's happen. more than three and a half because of the number of teams. Yeah, and and you start going down to you know series ser- uh, season series and things like that too. The like it's it's going to come down to head to head at some point, and you know the Yankees just aren't aren't playing well. And and Wasn't you know the Gritchick and the CJ Crones of the world again. Not major moves, not major, not not big shakeups, not uh, unobtainable moves. You know damn well that Colorado is selling. And, Cashman and never had conversations with the from, Rockies. Yeah, Ilya about. put that in the in the chat. Yeah. Uh, Cashman apparently didn't have conversations, which is man. I'm not whatever. It's fine, but like if he's having conversations for other players similar to that, fine. I don't care. Maybe he didn't like those pieces, but which which means it's this is like a there there are. I don't even know what I'm about to say. There, there are people that that take the opposite of certain public figures and say like, okay, now it's going to happen. If Brian Cashman said it's not a good fit, then maybe they should have had a conversation because it might be a good fit. <laughs> no, that's the George Costanza opposite opposite yeah. day when he does yeah. everything opposite, gets him the job, it gets him the the uh, the girlfriend, gets him the job at, for the Yankees. So, um, what was I going to say? On uh, oh, wasn't there a report semi recently that? Rizzo's neck was lingering or something like that. Did I make that up? I don't need to see a report to know that something's not right with him. I, I don't need to see any report to know that well, something's because not right with him. As Logan just dropped in the chat, like a couple days before Trevino's on the IL for the rest of the season needs surgery, Boone's talking about him being perfectly healthy. And so what are we to believe, right? They're saying Rizzo's perfectly healthy. Obviously the results are saying otherwise. Yeah. I, it's something something that is uh, that doesn't that doesn't pl- something that doesn't make sense with his baseball talent is happening. I don't know what it is. Whether it's an injury, something off the field, I don't know. You know, and th- they there's keep something going on in the middle of the lineup right. too. Like he's yeah. still hitting third, fourth. Like <laughs> Boone doesn't play with the lineup. He just, I mean, he he moves like one or two guys, but but the majority of the major guys shift. And I mean, you could look at this too if you're if you're trying to make more of an impact and give guys better at bats. And I, th- maybe this is uh, maybe this is counterintuitive, but judges at the number two spot. You want to give him as many at bats as possible. Get that totally. But if you move him to the number three spot, you're you're at least protecting two more players that you believe can hopefully get on base for Judge to do damage. There's just you're, you're when you when you're putting him that high on the lineup too. You're you're losing protection for some of these other guys, and they just don't have anybody else to help protect them either. They're going to go after it. This is this is this is like a very I mean, small thing. but that judge hits number two, right? Like he's hit number two ninety five percent of the games he's played in the last yeah. five so let's years. Let's never change anything and look at anything just because yeah. that is the way yeah. it is. Yeah, let's let's continue to hit Anthony Rizzo in the third or fourth spot, despite the fact he's been the worst hitter in baseball for two months. Let's let's put Brett ancient Brett Gardner in the number three spot just because oh, dude, we have I would, to break up I would judge love and stand. For Brett Gardner to be in the leadoff spot right now. I would love it. He would work the count. But what I'm saying is Boone <laughs> makes these lineup decisions just in the face of what's actually happening in front of him. That is not taking into consideration. Whether it's Boone, nerds, I don't want to have that conversation. The Yankees lineup decisions are made independent of what's happening on the field. Yeah. So um and with Judge, he comes back, he plays Friday, he plays he plays Saturday in the field, and he's off on Sunday. I'm not surprised he was off on Sunday. They're gonna ease him back into things. I fully expect him to play about two out of three games for the foreseeable future. I get it. I like I get it to a point where you're not gonna play him. There's the what a 13 game stretch here that there's there's no off days. You have a a, a big, you know, there's a lot of good teams that you're about to play. So at some point he's going to have to rest. But when you come off of that Saturday game and you get the win and you're going in for uh, to, to steal the series in Baltimore um, and you're just, you're not putting, I, for me, it's like, it's tone deaf and I understand that you're going to have to sit him. So then you're going to have to sit him later and you're going to have to figure that out. But 
that game, you got to at least DH him. You got to at least DH him. You're talking coming about off Sunday. Of that game. Sunday. Sunday. Yes, you have to at yeah. least DH him. I'm because sorry. Because then you packed, fall behind seven nothing, then just take him out. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's fine. Like it, it, it is, it is what it is because of what Severino did. But going into that game, so like it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, it's an opportunity for them to be like, well, it didn't matter anyway, which is whatever. It's a, it's a mulligan for the decision. Why did he play right field? Either way, he's got a DH. He, no, seriously, he why, did, why did he? Why did he play right field? Because they wanted to work him into the field. Well, I don't have any problem with that. I, obviously, I don't have a problem with it. But if it, if if what if the I mean, is D, could he DH every day, or does oh. he have like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. It's like this if he is, plays right field, does that mean the next day he has to be out of the lineup? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what their load management. Uh, you know my feelings about this. Uh, what their what their deal is. My say: if he's healthy enough to come back and he says he's good to go, then play him. And if you have to well, DH him to give him some rest, cool. He's going to be available for for um, a pinch hit opportunity. Like what? Okay, so so yeah, I understand that he's not going to be getting the same exact preparation, but he's going to be on the bench. He's going to be cold. He's going to have to go into said last night. He's going to have to go into the tunnel. It's not exactly the same, but it's not nothing either. It's not not nothing. It's it's relatively significant. And knowing a guy like Aaron Judge, who you know takes a lot of pride in his preparation, you know he's going to be down in the tunnel, getting a ton of swings beforehand to make sure he's ready. He's not just going to walk out there. So really, what are we doing? I just don't trust the Yankees to properly manage judges load management for the rest of the season to prevent further injury or mean that he doesn't have to rehab the toe in the offseason or whatever. So just play him, just play him regular. Cause no matter what they do, he's probably going to need to address the toe in some way in, in the, the offseason. Season. Yes. It's not going to get hurt more. Right. We know that. So then if he says he's good to play, if, if, if judge says, how about we just give it to judge? If you need an off day, tell us if you need, if yeah. you need to rest that thing, tell us. Who do you trust we'll more? The Yankees medical staff and Aaron Boone or Aaron Judge? Well, Aaron Judge, 100%, because they've already talked about that they have no idea anything about this injury and that it's all about the feel. So they've already come out and said that publicly. This one's a little different. Don't really have much of a precedent for this one. So therefore, doctors are like, I'm not sure. I don't know. Judge, do you- how do you feel? And they're going off of that. They're going off of what they see on a on an MRI. It's not like it's a, a, a – it's healing is what they said. It's healing. Whether I'm playing or not, it's healing. Honestly, I think the rest of the lineup – after what they saw judge come back cold and just drop back into the lineup and be elite. They probably should have been embarrassed about how bad they are. <laughs> had the I mean, rest the embarrassment of them should are. have happened a long time ago. Not, not just because judge is coming back and you know, the MVP and the guy that and just it's broke like Roger ju- one guy, one guy does not make an entire lineup. I understand well, he yes, can he have does. a, I, he can elevate everyone's, you know, the attitude or the confidence and stuff like that. But, even if Judge is back, you're still going to see this lineup go through woeful struggles with the rest of the team, how, they, how they're how they performing. Logan, you were going to jump in on something? Yeah, no, I was just going to chime in on the lineup and the Rizzo continuing to bat 34th. He's on record saying that he's just going to – he's got to keep the lefties in there spacing them out. I mean, he's been doing that since he got here. It doesn't matter if your name is – Anthony Rizzo, Brett Gardner, Willie Calhoun. You're, you're batting uh, look at Anthony Rizzo's splits, though. That doesn't even make sense for it, what his it, splits are because he's better against left-handed pitching than he is right-handed it, pitching. It doesn't matter what his splits are. It just matters that he's a lefty. But, I know. That's the and point. what it comes it, down it, to is – There's no basis of, of actual reasoning and why the righty-lefty thing is when you see a lefty that's and better. The asinine thing about – Logan, this is not – you know, we're not yelling at you. Right? No, yeah. no. I'm yelling the at asinine Ooh, thing about this is that was – they – they acquired all these right-handed power hitters and we're like, no, that's fine. We're just getting the best talent. And just so happens that it's Luke Foyt and Gary Sanchez and John Carlos Day and, and, and Aaron judge, but we need Brett Gardner to hit third. Well, that's how about get a good left-handed hitter to hit third instead of getting a bunch of right-handed hitters. And then they the finally addressed it at the 21 exactly. trade deadline with Rizzo and Gallo. They finally admitted, Oh, you know what? Maybe we need some left-handed hitting in this lineup. Right. Well, there was always a disconnect there because they, they publicly said that, but then they continued to bat Brett Gardner third. They continued to bat Aaron Hicks third because Every- it didn't. It didn't matter. They, it was the front office. These are the guys that Boone has. So I know if Boone wants to put the lefties there. 
this is this is the personnel that he has. You can't even blame him. He's just going to do it with. I can blame him because the guy that he's putting in there, the one you're talking about, well, again, to the point, has better splits against left-handed pitching. It doesn't make any sense. The whole point of a regular you have to throw out, out Rizzo's splits right now. He's not hitting anybody. Not hitting I don't care. I, I don't right. care what his splits are against anyone. He couldn't hit me right now. I'm saying when for he was the season. Right. It makes no sense. Yeah, but when he was right to put him in between Judge and Stanton... Makes complete sense. Makes complete sense. Fine, fine. But again, the the logic behind him and making adjustments is just not there. That's it. Like, at the end of the day, there's no logical path to, to saying that this this man made a knowledgeable decision for baseball and is looking at what he has in front of him and doing doing something that he believes is the right thing to do in that given day. Like, that doesn't exist. And and that is what is absolutely infuriating when you're watching this team go out there time and time again and listening to him talk and talk and talk. Like at this point, like there's there's no doubt you got to go out and trade Glaber. There's interest. Let, let's talk about that. The Marlins want Glaber. They're like, hey, we got prospects. Brian Cashman saying, well, we need bye. better prospects. Bye. I know bye. you want to get rid of him because you don't like yes, him. Yes, sell high on him. But, sell high on, on Glaber Torres. Point, Absolutely sell high trade, on Glaber Torres. Trade Glaber. Trade uh, Bader. Trade Herman. Trade what you can out of the bullpen. And and fire Boone. Shake up the dugout. Fire Boone. No, promote you know Shelly Duncan. No, on, promote Shelly Duncan. No, no, no. You know what the scary the thought is? If they fire Aaron Boone, there's a 2% chance they make Sean Casey manager. And I don't think I can live in a world where Sean Casey goes from talking in his basement to manager. Because then how far away am I from, from being manager of the Yankees? Not that far. I just saw this quote that you guys dropped in Aaron Boone talking last night. He said, outside of the strikeouts, I thought at-bats were building off last night. I thought we grinded out really well. We made it really tough on Kramer. We couldn't finish off. Outside of the strikeouts, which were 67% of the at-bats. Outside of two-thirds of of our at-bats last night. We really built off of that. What a goddamn idiot this guy is. Oh my god! Yeah, it makes it makes no sense. It really, it really. <laughs> that is that is just next level trolling from Aaron Boone. I can't help but laugh hysterically at that. That is unbelievable. So at this point in the season, if they were looking at if if what the Yankees <laughs> were doing outside of two thirds of our FS. if what the Yankees good. are doing and and the Yankees brass were like we're going to get through the weekend and see what's up. Okay, so what did you learn, <laughs> Yankees Yankees front office? What did you learn? The same thing we all knew. The team <laughs> yeah. is not very good. Besides Aaron Judge, that's that's what we learned. So trade assets, get as much as you can out of it because actually the assets that you can trade won't really affect what happens on the field this year. Frankly, it won't. So you get some assets traded, you get rid of them, play some kids, bring in a fire your manager because it has to happen, shake it up, see what happens, and and let the let the cards fall as they may. That's it. There's because guess what? Nothing's it's not gonna be better if you stay pat. So you might as well shake it up and see what happens. It, it doesn't hurt. Get some more kids and change things just for the sake of change. That's it. That's the yeah. answer. Yeah, it's not an answer that's going to like result in 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 a positive uh, in a positive result. Probably, there, but it might it this might organization, it might light a fire. Who knows? This, this organization has been extremely resistant to change. Ch- change from the from the man the, the management the managerial structure, right? Like they'll change minor personnel. They'll change hitting coaches. Obviously, they'll they'll change you know uh, backup left fielder shit like yeah, that. And then they extend the manager exactly, and they extend the GM. <clears throat> Oh, boy. Well, if you want to go to one of these games this week against Tampa, I've got some good news for you. You can basically go for free. Tuesday and Wednesday's game start at $3 on game time because no one wants to go see this trash bag Yankees team right now. But if you do, you can get in the door for 3 bucks. You can find great seats on game time for under $50, too. Like the $3 tickets, you know, probably not going to be sitting uh, in an area you might want to sit. But 50 bucks, you can get primo tickets midweek game against uh against tampa who's been struggling but also yankees have been terrible game time is our preferred ticketing app because it is the easiest way to buy tickets to whatever you want to go to sporting events concerts comedy shows theater maybe you want to just go to some comedy shows or just watch aaron boone's post game it's the same thing there's even event cancellation protection so you can buy with confidence i love using game time because i get images of my seats before i buy so i know exactly what to expect the buying process is also super fast it's just two taps and you're done tickets go directly to your phone so you don't have to go through your email to find them 
Snag tickets today without stress using GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code BRONX for $20 off your first purchase. Once again, download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code BRONX for $20 off your first purchase. GameTime, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What do you want to talk about? So the, uh, the Yankees going up against Tampa this week is... When you look at these, um, I'm, I don't even care what their offense is doing. I know they're they're damaged goods at this point, but when you see the pitching staff that's that's coming into town for Tampa, uh, and you know what they've done all year, like Zach Eflin doesn't doesn't scare me at all. But the rest of you have McClanahan and uh, McClanahan and uh, and Glass now going up against Glass now is up against Herman Eflin's against Rodon, uh, and then McClanahan is up against Cole. Like it's been a while since they've played Tampa. Early May, I was just looking yeah. at this. They haven't played Tampa since May 11th through the 14th, where they split at home. You got to believe that runs are at a premium, right? Like as they have been. So all three of these guys need to be on. And obviously, you know, I have faith in Cole putting up six, seven innings, one to two run ball. I don't have the I don't have faith in the Yankees scoring two runs. Yankees scoring three runs. And I don't think that this that when you look at this uh, this pitching staff against. The Yankees, it's it's going to be it's going to be slim, man. It's going to be slim. This could be whether, whether they're reeling or not. Like, don't have to score that many runs if you're Tampa to to win a game against this team. So, <laughs> and and this is going to be the, the trade deadline. So, what do you think they should be doing at this point? I mean, do you are you or do you think that they're going to go out and make a move? Do you think that well, when that, we look at what that what's what's out there, <laughs> Bellinger off the off the market. You know the. Um, do you believe that though? I mean, if they get something that is that is a uh, you know pretty pretty good, then maybe yeah, so not. I, I don't know, but the they're, they're, they're price, in the hunt. The asking price has been high on Bellinger, and I guess no one's willing to meet it. So the Cubs are taking them off again. The deadline is Tuesday at six p.m. I still kind of expect him to get traded, but but the Cubs are in the playoff hunt as much as the Yankees are in the playoff hunt. Actually, probably in a better spot because they have fewer teams to jump over. Yeah, and they, they have can to win the win division. Their, they don't they have to. Well, they, they have, have one to, team to compete against. They're not. They're not. Well, even they're going two, for the wild two teams card. are ahead of them, but yeah. it's just they have to get two teams and they would win the division. They're not going for the wild card like the Yankees are. Right. It's actually um, more manageable for them. Uh, wait, the Cubs are three and a half out of the wild card. I thought they're three and a half out of their division. They're also out of the wild card three and a half. Well, yes. Either way, the wild card is very similar spot. It's more competitive than than they are for the division. They have a better opportunity, I think, at the division than they do a wild card. I think that the Yankees are going to do basically nothing at the deadline. They might get like a bullpen piece. They might get a a filler roster spot piece. Um, I don't expect Glaber to get traded. I don't expect expect any other pieces from the Yankees to get traded away, and I don't expect them to get anybody impactful. The reality is what Brian Cashman and, and everyone will say is 
we have the right people in the room to compete. DJ has to hit, Stanton has to hit, Rizzo has to hit, Severino has to pitch, Radon has to pitch, etc. They're right. But that's not going to happen, right? Like all of those ifs are not going to happen. A couple of them might happen, but you're telling me all five of those ifs, six of those ifs have to happen. And then you can win a wild card spot to then have to go on the road to win multiple playoff series. It's not, it's not feasible. I mean, at some point, if this thing keeps going down a path without them improving or being able to put up more runs, there's going to be the conversation also about, okay, at what point do we just shut Judge down and, and you know. That's our... entirely going to depend on what he's, how he's feeling. Like, yeah, but even, even still, like if they're, if they're six games out of the wild card in, in two weeks, which is not out of the question, given what's on the, they what's won't on the shut schedule, him down. what's They'll on the schedule be, coming up. They won't shut him down until he's, they're mathematically eliminated. I don't believe that. I think they'll do it before that. If he's if he's saying I'm I'm not feeling good, then yeah. But if he's saying I'm feeling fine, they'll keep him well, in the lineup that. on he a semi regular basis. If there's six games out of the wild card in two weeks, it's over. I know it's over, but mathematically it wouldn't be over. Yeah. Well, this this little stretch here could really could absolutely sink them. I mean, well, what just, do you think they're going to do at the deadline? I don't. I don't know. I don't have a pulse on what they're. What do they're you think thinking. they should I trade really away don't. pieces? Because yes, I, I do. We're kind of say, okay. So bullpen arms gone. Yeah, Gla- the reason Glaber I'm saying gone. this is because I actually don't think that what's available currently on the market that you're going to get anything like you said impactful that's going to make a difference. Basically, the team that has to play much better for them to do anything. If that happens and you can fit some complementary pieces in here to get it going, then then maybe something. But again, like the current situation the current roster has to play better that has to happen whether you go and get somebody or not yes that's said saying that we keep saying that i don't know but that said the the guys who are tradable glaber uh bader and herman are probably the the three biggest and then yankees are asking too much for glaber but again like you go out and you you try to get a spark with some young guys and you trade those guys like i really don't think at the end of the day that that's gonna change what is is happening as much i really don't because Again, still, whether those guys are here or not, Rizzo, Judge, and LeMayhew have to hit. If those three guys are hitting, then... Don't put Judge in that. No, Don't Judge put... is going to hit. I'm not putting him in there as a blame. Stanton, like he's part of it. Stanton Rizzo, too. Yeah, thank you. LeMayhew are the three that need to hit. Those, along the, the with four, Judge. Including Judge, four if, guys that have to and hit. And if Glaber is still on the roster, obviously he needs to continue to hit. So you have... But again, whether Glaber's there or not, those four or guys six. have to hit. So yeah. that's why Glaber, to me, you could just, at this point, just... See what happens. Get get some get some kids. Try to shuffle things up. Change it up. Send a little bit of a message. And but I because but at the same time you got to fire Boone too, man, because it's such a bad disappointment of a season. I feel like you have Boone's to fire not, Boone. Mid-season, Boone's not getting fired midseason, which is crazy. They, they literally just hired his best friend. Like he's there for the rest of the season. Maybe in the offs, if they if they miss the playoffs, maybe they will fire him. But even then, they'll say Judge was out for a lot of the season. Things weren't right. Oh, Rizzo's neck was really bothering him. Oh, DJ's toe was not 100%. Like, Radon didn't come back until July. There's so many built-in excuses for why this team is bad this year. That is why they won't fire and won't make any changes in the offseason. Because making changes is more difficult. Looking in the mirror is more difficult than just putting your head down and trying the same thing again next year and crossing your fingers that it's going to be different. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm talking more... Out of my uh, my want mouth, then I know what's going to happen because I know what's going to happen. It's not going to be much. That's that's the that's the history of this team, and, and that's they're really continue. unfortunate as a fan. That's really frustrating to see what happens when we can all see what's going on here, and the fact that they won't even try to make some changes and try to shake things up is is extremely frustrating. And they're going to continue to hover and play slightly better than five hundred ball, which is going to keep them on the outskirts of the playoffs because they're a couple games over 500 and their run differential is now plus nine. That's more or less a 500 team. It's, it, it's a hair better than 500 is what Dude, this, this team stretch is. coming up is might, might shake that one up. Might, might put that one on its head because of the, team, it might, the quality of teams that they're playing. Maybe, or they're going to continue to win half their games and lose half their games, which is probably the worst case scenario, Right. Like you either want them to play well and and finally maybe get some momentum or just get stomped and be out of it. But instead, 
They'll go 500 in this stretch, continue to tread water, and continue to dangle that carrot that's just out of reach. Well, at that point, it doesn't matter. They can't make any moves that'll change anything anyway, so. Don't matter, don't matter. Herman's also a guy that could have value. Oh, yeah, I have him in the, I have a tweet that's been sitting in drafts that, for whatever reason, I didn't send. That was, it was, it's, uh, it's Glaber, Bader, and Herman. And then the bullpen. Whatever you can live with uh, getting rid of in the bullpen, get rid of it and and shuffle the deck. But you got to you got to change up other things like that. That's not enough to change the culture. You got to if you I'm telling you, you fire Boone, promote Shelly Duncan from AAA. You got a lot of those kids coming up anyway. Give me some Shelly Duncan magic. Something. <clears throat> Do I don't even care what it is. is. I don't care what it is. Honestly, it just got to be something different. Just give me something different. Aside from all the crap I had to clean up this weekend. Lucy's finally sleeping longer stretches. Like last night, she slept almost eight straight hours. So, mm. like, it's that's a that's a full night of sleep. It's nice. You wake so, up and you're like, "What the hell happened? Is she okay?" I, I got oh yeah. The first time the baby yeah. does that, you wake up. Like, Are they dead? Yeah, <laughs> it's bad. It's a really bad feeling actually. <laughs> um, that's all I got. <laughs> Guys, got anything else? This is um. No, the yeah. team is really good except for the 18 strikeouts. I, you know what? I, I've been on a really strict diet aside from all the ice cream and cookies and McDonald's and cheeseburgers yeah. and pizza. And Celery pasta. and McDonald's. I, just, I saw somebody tweeted like, oh, you know, the play was great except for what happened to Misty Lincoln. And it was like, it just got me <laughs> like last night in bed. It was like, yeah. God, it's ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, but, but that, that's just Boone 101 is even in a game that essentially has no positives, which was Sunday night's game, fake that there was positive takeaways from it. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's it, it's like it beyond. If you said that if you said that on Friday, fine, because Friday was legitimate. Like there were things that I thought could have gone a different way, but not Sunday. Sunday was bad in so many different ways. So many, and you know what's so crazy? After you go up seven nothing. Like the Orioles did, <laughs> you know they're pepper in the zone. They're giving you balls to hit. They're they are they are they are pitching to maximize their their pitch count. They're in the zone. They are throw. They have a seven nothing lead. They're not going to be cute. And you, you still, still struck out eighteen times. You yeah. still struck out two thirds of your at bats. That's bad. When they're just basically throwing get me over fastballs. Yeah. So oh, you want to hit a solo home run? Okay. It's and control issues. Like you, there there were control issues. That, that wouldn't that could not be taken advantage of yeah so there are control issues so you know what to you know what to look for you know specifically what to look for you're looking for fastballs over the plate when you have a guy that's struggling with his command um, and can't hit it do you think meanwhile team, Severino's fastball there's 12 home runs off his four seam fastball going into the day which is egregious given well, the small sample size of him throwing this year so do you think the Yankees are going to give him three years with an option or guaranteed four years in the offseason? Yeah, it's a four-year It's a four year guarantee. They believe in the on talent. Awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> That's going to wrap it up for this episode. We will talk to you again after the Tampa series. Make sure you just hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.